Welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobayan, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip-hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with the grit right now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. How are you on this fantastic day? I hope wherever you are, you are enjoying this moment, enjoying life, and feeling really jazzed up by it. Breath is the gift of life, so take a deep breath now, just breathe it in, feel it, fill the body and nourish the body, and then just exhale it out. Feel the tension release, feel your body relax in that exhale. So good. So good. All right. So today's episode, I am going to start with drawing a card and using the Lightseer's Tarot deck, which is my favorite. If you don't know by now, highly recommend. Um, And just a side note for those who are curious about Tarot and want to sort of play with it, explore it, get to know it. um, Choose a deck whose artwork you love, whose artwork you connect with, you're drawn to, you're like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. I love it. That's how I landed on the Lightseer's deck. There's something so magical about the artwork, the colors, the just everything. I love it. Um, And so yeah, if you are interested in tarot, that is step one. Find a deck that you love and then just get to know each card, play with it, pull a card every day or every week or whenever you feel like it and just sit with it and get to know it. Um, because there's something so magical about being able to connect with a knowing that emerges from the deck, from the cards. Um, yeah. So today's card that I pulled is from the major arcana number 21, the world. And just to describe the card itself is this woman who is standing inside of a circle and her dress is rainbow colored and it's fantastic. And there's all of this sacred geometry drawn around her and light radiating out from behind her in all directions. Um, I don't know. It's just gorgeous. And you're going to have to Google it to find out. (laughs) Uh, I'll see if I can maybe include a a photo on the show notes, but I don't know if that that happens, um, if that's supported. But, you know, Google it and you will see just how beautiful this this card is. So the key meaning for this particular deck is that there is completion. There is a sense of joy, uh, achievement, like a large project has been finished, goals are met, wholeness. So that's by the circle, happy endings, abundance, success, transcendence, new levels of consciousness, 
Um, and it could also be literal when it, it, you can take meaning from it to travel the world. And how amazing would that be? Um, so in thinking about this card, um, the mantra that goes with this card from this deck is, I ascend to new levels of awareness. I am love. And that is just like, yes, you know. Uh, and so here's what the guidebook says. The world card steps into her Ouroboros ring, ready to celebrate her achievements. As she steps up, the ring begins to ascend, light shining down from above and flooding her senses with the soft hum of her keys. Success, completion, you did it. It carries her higher and she feels her whole body begin to vibrate with this upgrade of consciousness. She senses the union of her spiritual and earth earthly selves. And her reality shifts as her inner spiritual landscape merges with her outer reality. She remembers that moment long ago when she first stepped off the edge of the cliff and into the fool card, falling right into a sacred geometric lesson with all of her innocence in tow. Now, inside of that very same sacred geometric ring, she climbs effortlessly. She has mastered this level of awareness and its cycle of lessons have become an integral part of her. She holds the rings lovingly. In them, she senses a support system, a teacher, a friend, all of the wisdom she has gained on her journey. She learned, she tried, she fell, she stood up again, and now she has finally arrived. Celebrating this joyous moment, every cell falls into resonance with the universe, and she rises. She knows that the end of one cycle signifies the beginning of another. And it fills her heart with joy to know that she will jump back into the position of fool on a new journey. But soon, for now, the sweetness of success awaits. Dun, dun, dun. So there is a message from the world. This card is the most positive and abundantly rich cards in the tarot. It's filled with so much joyful energy of completion. You've come so far. Congratulations. A large project or period in your life is coming to a successful completion, and it's time to revel in the afterglow of your success. Hooray! Feel into all the feels because it's time for fruition and abundance. Yes! If you're not quite there yet, take this card as a sign that you're on the way. Know that you are so close. If you're feeling any lack around any part of your successful journey, consciously let go of the little imperfections. They too are a part of you and they are beautiful. So let us celebrate that, my friends. We are at a stage of completion. So if you've got a project or some metamorphosis that you've been going through, like I have, then we are, we are complete. We are, we've come full circle. You know, I don't want to say it's an end because there are no ends, really. It's more completions, I like to say. Um, just thinking about how we are completing the cycle of winter. You know, the seasons are changing. It's really cold as heck here in the Northeast at the time of this recording. But uh, <laughs> the light tells me that that spring is very close. It's very, very much around the corner. And the buds on the trees are showing up. Um, so the cycle of winter is coming to a completion. And we are planting seeds. Now we have burrowed deep into the earth in 
going within to develop our inner selves, to get in touch with who we are, who we are being, and to really let those false identities fall away, to let the, I want to say, expectations of the external world fall away. Because I feel that we are at a time in this life, in this era, in this moment in time, where we are coming to a realization that what other people expect of us doesn't always serve our life's purpose, our inner truth. And so how can we strive towards being fully ourselves without having to fall prey to society's expectations of, you know, you got to get a job, you got to get a partner, you got to have kids, get the house, build a retirement fund, work until, you know, you're, what is it, 65 and a half or whatever, 67, I don't know, whatever the retirement age is, when social security kicks in, and then after that, then you, then you could have fun, you know, and so what, I mean, just thinking about that, really, just, why do we have to wait to have fun? Why do we have to wait to retire before we can actually live our lives, you know? And I feel like pandemic has given us this invitation to really examine what is important to us, to really take a step back and say, all right, and I know this has happened for a lot of people where you take a step back and say, okay, this you know, this is not what I want to do. This is not a job that really fulfills me. Yeah, it pays the bills, but I'm miserable. Like my life is wake up, have some coffee, go to work, spend time at work, just kind of grumbling along for a paycheck to pay the bills in a house that I'm never in anyway, because I'm always at work. And then maybe I'll enjoy some evening chit chat time with my family or partner or just by myself, depending on my situation. And maybe I'll just watch some Netflix to escape my reality because my reality isn't that spectacular. It's just kind of ho-hum and that's it. And that's my life. I mean, mm-mm, no, you know, if, if anything, I feel that, uh, this time that we're in now has really brought the preciousness of life in full focus. You know, our lives are gifts and we don't know when that gift will be completed. And we don't know what the future holds. So can we be more present in the now? Yes, be responsible for your bills, you know, do the things that you need to do, but without sacrificing who you are, who you are being, who you're called to be, can you find that balance? Um, Most of us cannot. And a large part of that has to do with fear, with fear of thinking that there's no way I can survive without a nine to five job. There's no way I can generate revenue or income or whatever it is to pay the bills with, you know, just being on my own. 
I need I need the security, quote unquote, the security of a job. But it's just interesting to think about this idea of security and jobs and and, you know, the the standard employee kind of situation where you don't know if you're guaranteed that job. Like, let's say you have a job. Okay, you got a job, nine to five job, not really your thing. You're just doing it to to do something to earn some money and um you know, cause you gotta, you gotta pay the bills. You gotta put the kids through college, you know, you gotta do that stuff. And you're just kind of like, eh, you know, this is, this is just okay. I feel like there's more to life than this, but I really am stuck. And this is just the situation that I'm in and I'm just going to accept it. And what happens is that your light starts to dim. And while we think that we are doing what we can for others, you're really creating an example for others to show them what is possible, which is really limiting if you think about it, right? So there's a few things here that we have to look at. One is where does this fear come from? You know, it comes from what we see. You know, it comes from the messages that our culture and our society dictate to us. It's like, you know, you need a job so that you can afford to do this. And if you don't, then this can happen. You know, we, we very much live in the U.S. We very much live in a culture of fear. I mean, if you think about like the baby industry, for example, like how many things are out there preying on the fears of new parents? Like, you know, your baby needs this little device because they may die from, you know, um, what is it? Sudden infant death syndrome, you know, and, you know, you need this pillow or that monitor or whatever it is. And we all freak out about it. I mean, I know I did when I was a first time mom and it's like, okay, we'll just buy into that. Um, But what about our own capabilities, our own strengths, our own I don't know what the word is like we need to figure out how to trust ourselves to hold ourselves to be fully capable of handling whatever comes our way as we pursue our truth our purpose you know um you know for example there are there are some people who are like I would love 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 to just be a dancer Like, that's all I want to do. I want to be a dancer. It doesn't have to be like big time, you know, dance company dancer. I don't have to dance with Alvin Ailey, (laughs) for example. You know, I just want to dance. Like, that is what I want to do with my life, with my time. But what society is telling me is there's no money in that. So I'm going to go work a corporate job and get a corporate paycheck and donate to my 401k and put aside money, you know, pay for all these things, put aside money for, you know, retirement and dance when I'm 67 or whatever the number is, right? Or I will work the corporate job and then I will dance in the evenings or on the weekends when I can. And that's okay, you know, and that is, that's, there's nothing wrong with that, right? That's, that's sort of like doing both, right? And that's, that is great. You can do both. But then at some point, you know, deep down, that's not going to be enough. Your spirit is going to want more. It's like, oh, we're dancing. Oh, cool. Yeah, I want more of that. 
you know, I want to dance some more. Can we dance some more? Can we, can we go and, and go sign up for like six more dance classes? And then can we go audition for, you know, this, um, (laughs) this show that's being put on in the community theater and they're looking for dancers. Can we do that too? Oh, and while we're at it, can we just like maybe audition for the local dance company? Because that would be amazing. You know, spirit, your spirit, your divine spirit knows what makes it sing, knows what it wants. And our bodies respond accordingly. When we're doing the thing that we love, our bodies just open up energetically, like just, you know, you stand taller, you sit taller, you don't hunch over. I mean, your energy is just so vibrant and it's beautiful. And when you're doing the thing that you don't want to do, but you're doing it because you should do it or because it's required or because that's how you survive or we're going to work from scarcity thinking and scarcity mode and all all these other things, your body starts to hunch over. It starts to curl into itself and then your insides get all cramped up and then you're just sort of like curmudgeon-y and like, oh, my back is hurting me. My neck hurts. My shoulders are achy, creaky. My hips, uh, yeah, all these bodily aches and pains and creaks and all kinds of things, right? Your body knows the truth of who you are. And so you've got all of these tools at your disposal, right? You've got your energy, your spirit, your vibration. That is the, the thing that tells you you're on the right path. And then your body responds too. you know, Yes, you're doing this and then your, your whole chest opens up, your shoulders throw back. It's just beautiful. But then if you're doing something that's not in alignment for you, then you start to hunch those shoulders. Your spine starts to curve. Your, your walk even is a little bit of a shuffle. Your feet start to feel heavier, you know? And so how can you tap into what your life's purpose is, what you're being called to do? You know, we're going back to the world card. It's like you have created something. You have planted seeds that are now blooming and coming full circle. And if you don't see it, it's coming. Feel into it, you know? Sit for a moment in a quiet place, close your eyes and think about the things that you wanted that you have yet to see emerge. Think of, you know, the, the dreams that you've set and created and put into motion. Do you see them coming to fruition? Do you see them coming around the bend? Because they're coming. And use your body to tune into that, right? And as wild as that might seem, it's like, oh yeah, no, that's not going to happen, whatever. It will, as long as you keep holding that vision. Now, it may not come on your time, because divine timing is never our time. (laughs) Divine timing knows when it's right for us. We think we know, but we don't know, right? We're like, oh yeah, this would be the perfect time. But our vision is so limited. Our perception of what's possible is so limited. And so when the universe delivers and brings you the things that you want, that you've asked for, that you dreamt about at the divine time, you will see that it was way, way better than you ever imagined. I mean, for real, like totally, like I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about like, I don't have a specific vision in mind right now, but just talking about, you know, 
a vision coming to fruition bigger than you even imagined gets me so excited because it's like, yes, oh my God, had no idea this was possible, but it's amazing. <laughs> so, so tune in to what it is your heart desires because your heart's desires were put there by the divine, by source. I'm telling you, like if you, if you weren't meant for it, it never would have been planted in your heart to begin with. Seriously, because, you know, for example, I, I don't understand people who love fancy cars. Really don't. Not in my heart's desire. It's like, you can show me a Tesla. You can show me a Lamborghini. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. You know, how much was it? Oh, okay. I'd rather use that money for a trip. I'd rather use it to travel. You know, I want to go to Bali because I feel called to go visit this very spiritual place. And you can take the Lamborghini. I want to go to Bali, (laughs) you know, and I believe that that desire to go to Bali is put there by source saying here is something that will help you step even more into your true self, something that will help you grow and evolve and expand your energy, expand who you are. So thinking about your heart's desire is not anything to be feeling guilty of. It is part of your life's purpose. And so how can you bring those desires forth into your world? And I'm not saying, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe it's like, let's take my Bali trip, for example, like maybe it is, I got to you know, figure out how to generate more income or work harder or whatever it is. But I really believe that um, I can manifest that in some way or another, that I can really tune into the intuitive hits that will guide me towards helping that dream unfold according to divine timing, of course. So something to chew on. Yeah. All right. Something for you to, to really tune into. And so my friends on that note, I want to wrap up this episode and let you just sink into what possibilities exist for you beyond what you see. Okay. All right. So I just pulled another card and this one is the Knight of Cups. I want to pull cards just to kind of get you into understanding how tarot works. So Knight of Cups is, um, well, he's a, he's a a lovely looking man. (laughs) He's holding some roses. Romance is in the air. So the key meaning for Knight of Cups is that a classic romantic, a passionate soul, artistic tendencies, creativity, wearing your heart on your sleeve, seeking connection, being in love with the idea of love, an unexpected invitation or message. Ooh. And the mantra is, I am in touch with my emotions. And so what I think about this card is how beautiful it sort of coincides with the first card we started with, which is the world. And how once you've completed the cycle of whatever you are in and achieved the dream and, you know, just are feeling elevated and celebratory 
here comes some love your way, which I love, you know, because it just adds to the joy and the celebration of whatever is being realized, whatever is being manifested. So I just want to leave you with this and give you the message from the Knight of Cups. This classic romantic invites you to step into a world of roses and bubble baths, champagne and horse-drawn carriages, and he's fully and totally devoted to you for today and maybe for every day. This card heralds romance and embodies all the graceful movement of two people who are dancing, or should I say courting. Enjoy this flirtation and be present to connect. This knight is intuitive and totally in touch with his emotions. As such, he knows what he wants and he has no problem wearing his heart on his sleeve. This card often signifies someone who is passionate and expressive, who is in love with the idea of love itself. Sometimes this comes bundled with unrealistic expectations. So watch for the arrival of a message or an invitation, one that will lead to a connection or an emotionally rich experience. Move passionately towards the things that make your heart float and try to see the world through the eyes of an artist. This night will choose heart over logic, passion over wisdom every time. Take a cue from his playbook and witness the beauty around you, noticing how altruistic it feels when you place focus on how others are feeling as a result of your focused attention. Take inspirations and run with them. Make art, music, and love, and your life will unfold as a veritable masterpiece. Mm-mm-mm. So good. It's like taking the joy of the completion of the dream of the world card and spreading love love it so much (sighs) all right my friends and so that concludes our episode for today and we will close as we always do the divine light in me bows to the divine light in you until next time namaste you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade, grab my free seven-day meditative challenge, Spark Joy in Chaos, by signing up for my newsletter, which will be more light to your inbox. Go to suryagiyan.com slash subscribe. <laughs>